can't believe I let those guys talk me into giving this moral talk. I should not have taken this talk. This doesn't make any sense at all. All the things we teach about this group, it, this just doesn't make any sense. I just can't give this talk. You're listening to The Critical Thought, where we challenge our listeners to use critical thinking when examining the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses. Yes, that was me. That was me. You know, out of all the talks that uh, elders are required to give or expected to give, one of them is the memorial talk. And... To be honest with you, that was the only talk I just didn't feel comfortable giving. And you know, it's like so many other things in life. Uh, you don't really know why. You can't put the pieces together. You know, something doesn't fit, but you just don't know what it is. And as with so many other things, only later do you begin to understand why you didn't do something or why you felt the way you did. You know, this past week, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses all around the world have held their two most important meetings of the year, the memorial and the special talk. And there was an elder in each congregation who was selected to give that memorial talk. But I know personally, I couldn't do it. And now I know why. Because at the end of the day, it made no sense. You know, we have talked about the anointed, the governing body, the faithful and discreet slave, how many people are going to live, how many people are going to die. We have gone through the whole gamut when it comes to this subject. And it's very sad because they're like pieces of a puzzle that simply do not fit. That's right. They simply don't fit. I want you to think about this. For many, many years, Jehovah's Witnesses taught that this group that was going to be celebrated that evening was very, very special. In fact, the moment these individuals got baptized, they were going straight to heaven. And for many, many years, Jehovah's Witnesses taught that to people all around the world. The moment a person gets baptized as one of Jehovah's Witnesses, he's off on the route to heaven. Now, my mom always told us, if you tell one lie, you got to tell another one to cover that lie. So always be truthful. Tell the truth. If you don't know, just say you don't know. But don't make up stuff. And that's what the Watchtower has done. They've simply just made up stuff on the fly. And you can see it. Because when the number of people became greater than the 144,000, they could see that coming. It was coming straight down the pike. They realized we're going to run out of seats. And as a result, Jehovah's Witnesses came up with this new teaching of the second group, the second group of people. The second group. Where did they get that from? But they needed it because their teaching of the 144,000 and people getting baptized was running out. We were taught as Jehovah's Witnesses. I used to teach people this and I was taught this myself. And many of you were taught this as well. That the memorial represented the celebration of those who were left on the earth, the remnant, 
the faithful and discreet slave. You and I were told that the faithful and discreet slave class goes all the way back to the first century. We were told that at no time was there never a member of the faithful and discreet slave on the earth. We were told that, and we sincerely believe that. That all the way back to the apostles, there was a faithful and discreet slave during the 5th century, 6th century, 13th century. Always a faithful and discreet slave class was here on earth. That's what I taught people, and that's what many of you taught people. Then they changed it. But I know a change gonna come. How do you do that? How do you take something that really is nothing more than a human opinion and elevate it all the way up to divine status, require people to preach this message all around the world, and then they come back and have to revise it? How is that possible? At one time, the faithful and discreet slave was just Charles Taz Russell himself. One man show, one man show. That was what was taught. And then what did they have to do? They had to revise it. The Watchtower went so far as to make the declaration, we know when God is going to shut the gates of heaven. That's right. Jehovah's Witnesses taught that they knew when God had closed the doors to heaven. That was a teaching that was taught once again all around the world. And what happened to it? The wheels literally fell off. How do you get to decide when God will close the gates of heaven? But yet as Jehovah's Witness, we walked around at that period of time and we proudly declared we knew. Didn't know Jack. Didn't know Jack. This group that was known as the anointed, this group known as the faithful and discreet slave, basically as an organization, they were making it up as they went along. And then finally, finally, at the very end, what do we see now? Once again, they stepped up and they said, we now know who the faithful and discreet slave is. It is only the members of the governing body. They make up the faithful and the discreet slave. Just the faithful and the discreet slave based out of the United States in New York. That's it. They told all these people who were part of the faithful and the discreet slave, you're not part of it anymore. Go somewhere and sit down. Be quiet. When I look now, it all makes sense. Well, I just realized it just didn't add up. There was a piece that was missing. Well, what was missing was the truth of the matter. That was what was missing. When I was a kid growing up, we had an individual who was of the anointed. And I remember they were revered. People who were considered part of the faithful and discreet slave class, they were revered. People would come to our kingdom hall from other congregations just to see this lady partake because she was considered one of the brothers, quote unquote, sisters of Christ. And now look where this organization is now. The Watchtower has declared that the people who are partaking, they're basically crazy. Can you believe that? They have gone from revering these people to thinking nothing of these people. When the Watchtower was asked, do you know the names of those who are part of the faithful and discreet slave? They says, no, we don't know their name. In fact, 
We don't need to know their name. Why? Because they're not part of the faithful and discreet slave. So when you look at this, you begin to see this pattern, a pattern that clearly shows they don't know what they're talking about. One of the things that the Watchtower has always highlighted, the governing body. In fact, we know that the name governing body over the years has gone from being lowercase alphabets to now it is uppercase, the governing body. That's what we have now. And the Watchtower has always taught us. I stood on so many platforms. Many of you stood on platforms. We went to Bible studies. And we told people that Jehovah, God, had a governing body in the first century. The faithful and the discreet slave was operating in the first century. Well, you know, that creates a problem now, doesn't it? It creates a logical problem. Today, as Jehovah's Witnesses, they teach that the faithful and the discreet slave didn't come onto the scene until the beginning of the 20th century. Yes, they missed it by 2,000 years. Now, if you have a group of people who are missing dates by 2,000 years, how much confidence can you have when they start talking about, we know when the end is coming? For 2,000 years, they didn't even know who they were in terms of their own identity. Can you imagine being on a plane and the pilot announces, you know, I just realized I'm the pilot. You would want to get off that plane. Think about this question. If there was no faithful and discreet slave until the beginning of the 20th century, then why was there a governing body? Because the governing body is the faithful and discreet slave. You see, we tell people that the apostles were the first governing body, but they weren't of the faithful and discreet slave. You see the problem you have when you create doctrines out of thin air? When you take human opinions and you elevate them to divine status, this is the type of goofy stuff that you end up with. So I'm looking forward to see how this person explains that there was a governing body in the first century, but there was no faith in the discreet slave. It makes no sense at all. As they say, make this make sense. And so today, we know with these two meetings, Kingdom halls all around the world were packed. And as a witness, I recall so vividly how that that number of how many people who partook was so important. The reason it was important is because it told us, it reassured us, we built our lives around that number because we were told that before that number reaches zero, this old system will come tumbling down. And the Watchtower used to say, those are the anointed, the faithful slave is getting up into age. Time is very short. And we believe that. And then they came up and they literally pulled the rug out from under that teaching of God. Once again, a human opinion that had been elevated all the way up to divine status. We preached that to people all around the world only now for it to turn out not to be true at all. Like my mom always said, if you tell one lie, you don't tell the truth. That means you're going to tell another lie to cover your last lie. And so when you start teaching people things that have nothing to do with the Bible, then it becomes very easy for that pattern to just continue. And over the years as an organization, we've seen teachings rise and fall. Teachings of God, by the way, rise and fall. 
But it turned out that it wasn't really a teaching of God that rose and fell. It was a teaching of man. And so this year at the memorial, they will probably have about 20 million people. And there'll probably be close to about 20,000 people who will be partaking. And yet, we know what will happen in the following weeks. One of the things that we did as a body of elders, our circuit overseer always told us to do this. Take good note of who's attending the memorial. Take good note of who's attending the special talk. Reason why? Because we're going to be calling on those folks. And for the next few weeks, the Kingdom Halls will have a very nice sizable number of people there. But we know the pattern. The pattern has never failed. As the weeks turn into months, we know what will happen. The numbers will drop off. And why? The reason is very simple. Most of the people who attend the memorial or the special talk, they're not people from the territory. They're not people who were handed the track about three weeks ago and they decide, I'm going to stop by the Kingdom Hall of Jehovah's Witnesses this Sunday. I'm going to go by on, on Tuesday night to see how this meeting that they're having called the memorial turns out. That's not why they're there. These are people, yes, who have been involved in this organization for decades. Many of them are witness kids. Many of them are old Bible studies. And many of them, they're literally there by force almost. Baby, you're going to be able to bring your kids to the memorial this year. You can make at least one meeting. Yeah, mama, I'll bring the kids. We'll be there. And so they show up. They make their annual pilgrimage and they show up, which is kind of ironic because as witnesses, we used to poke fun at other religions where we said their members only show up at Easter and Christmas. And now Jehovah's Witnesses have the same thing. Millions of people, they'll show up for the memorial and that's about it. And so today we see why it is so important for each one of us now than ever before to really just evaluate things. You know, my wife and I, we tell people, you know, we couldn't put the pieces together. We just couldn't. I wish I could have put the pieces together. I've talked to so many people over the years who wish they could have put the pieces together. Well, today with the internet, it is a game changer, as we always say. Now the pieces are there. It's just a matter of will you take the time to put those pieces together? Well, we encourage you to do just that. That's why we call our channel Critical Thinkers. So, of course, I'm still waiting to get that answer back as to why there was a governing body in the first century, but no faithful discreet slave. I look forward to sharing what that person's response is as soon as we get it. This has been JT. Thank you for being in our audience. This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.